So, I just watched that scary movie you recommended to me, mm-hmm. Hell House, about a haunted house. I remember it, yes. They're setting up for Halloween. Sure. Turns out to actually be haunted. Yes, haunted house and a haunted house. It was a good premise. Worked for me. Okay, and? I just wanted to tell you, I saw it. Well, good. Did you like it better than Slime Rancher? Yeah, much better. Cool. Yeah. Good job. Didn't like it that much, though. I've got some complaints. I've got some notes. Okay, bring them directly to me. This is going to take about 20 minutes. All right. All right. Point one. Welcome to Game Therapy, a podcast on gaming and mental health. Welcome to Game Therapy, a podcast at the intersection of gaming and wellness. I'm your host, Chris. And I'm Steph. And I've got a lot of points to talk about this horror movie Steph recommended me last <laughs> no, week. No, no, no. <laughs> We're going somewhere else with this. Okay, welcome to Game Therapy. So today, we want to talk about games for anxiety, because we have a lot of experience with coping with anxiety. Right. Our family, historically, has all of the anxiety. We don't always know what it is, but we're always like, what is this feeling? I feel terrible. And then some older person in the family will be like, that's anxiety. You're going to want to deal with that. That's the fun thing about anxiety, isn't it? It's always something different. Like Keeps you on your toes. Oh, yeah. It comes back and you're like, I'm having a heart attack. Yeah, like in college, I had an arm spasm on my left arm. The the more stressed I got, the more violently my arm would twitch out of my control. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that one just disappeared. And the next time it was, uh, my heart's going to explode, which is a common one. Yep. Um, And what is the most recent one? Well, it changes up, is what I'm saying. Right. You never know it's anxiety, but you know it's anxiety. Right. For me, it usually begins as phobias, mm-hmm. and then those phobias take on kind of an outsized presence in my life. It started, my first uh, bout with anxiety started with a really rough uh, chemophobia. I was mm. terrified of all chemicals, mm-hmm. especially gasoline. And sometimes just pumping gas would be enough to spark a panic attack, especially that's if a tough I thought one, I'd got some on me or something. That's a tough one, because that's necessary for most people right well we were a long way out from tesla's back then yeah exactly so uh me and chris in our lifetime have obviously used games as a coping mechanism for anxiety to make us feel better to distract us in many different ways so first let's let's talk really quickly i just jotted down in my notes what's it like to live with anxiety stuff well it feels normal you don't feel like an abnormal person for having anxiety, first of all. Right. It's like kids that grow up in weird households. Yeah. They don't realize like, they're weird until this is they go to someone like. else's house and they're like, why are these people so weird? Um, for me, most of my life, it's uh, been feeling tired because anxiety keeps me from sleeping. Hmm. So that that would probably be my number one answer is sleeplessness is the main feeling of anxiety for me. Right. What about you? How would you describe I think I would say living with anxiety, you would think it's kind of a binary situation. You know, mm-hmm. you're either anxious or you're not anxious. Oh, yeah. No, it's a field of grays. Right. There's a really big range there. And I would say it's never like the anxiety is gone, but you can forget about it. 
Right. I mean, I think sometimes it is almost binary. Sometimes it is almost you've completely forgotten what it's like to be anxious. And those are wonderful times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you've forgotten what it's like to be not anxious. Yeah. And those are the worst when you're just having full-blown panic attacks all the time. But for the most part, I would say, yeah, it's a spectrum. You want to know what instantly causes me a panic attack? Jury duty. You sure you want to tell everyone this? Yeah, so it's jury duty. Use this against you? Oh, jury duty. Well, I guess that's pretty hard to use that's against That's pretty me. hard to use against me unless you work unless you work in the local government. So what games, I guess, would you consider games that have helped you through anxiety well i do have a list of three games okay and i'm going to quiz you on your three games as well okay but first i think let's talk about what aspects of games do you think help with anxiety well for me i kind of divide it into two types of anxiety because i feel like for me in my life there is the panic attack which is like quick onset Um, you have to deal with it right that minute because you don't know how to make it to the next minute. Right. And in that situation, a video game is probably not going to help too much. Well, I mean, they're like, it could help depending on how much control you have over yourself. But even in just stressful situations where you're like, I might have a panic attack. Like for me at the airport or something, if I'm going through security and I'm like, crap, they're going to pull me out and swab me and take me into a back room. Like that would be a moment where I'm like, I need to feel better right now and not focus on this so much. So that's one type of anxiety. And the second time this and the second type of anxiety for me is this slow paralyzing anxiety that feels like I can't do anything right. Mm. And video games are especially helpful with that. Right. I like that idea because there's so many opportunities in so many games to feel accomplished, feel you've done something, even if it's something small. Right. And I mean that's a core gameplay mechanic is reward for your players that's why they keep playing so this reward that's dangled in front of you can also help you focus on this one goal like i'm not focusing on the anxiety anymore i'm going to focus on collecting this totem or finishing this level or beating this dungeon right and the distraction for me like not looking my anxiety dead in the face is really helpful Mm. so just a tack on to what you've said and i like how you divided your types of anxiety out into the types of games you'd be looking at Mm -hmm. and how in a very panicky moment you might be needing something that is i don't know what kind of game would you look for in a moment of absolute panic solitaire yeah just something that gets you moment to moment solitaire is on my phone um i'm like mentally building up these numbers in my head and the deeper into a game of solitaire i get the harder it is to focus on anything else. Steph, that's so cool. I've never even thought about doing a game during a panic attack. During a panic attack, I'm usually like, I'm just going to enjoy this experience, I guess. <laughs> yeah. This is just going to become one of my lived experiences, riding through this horrible panic attack. So I didn't even think of breaking it down like that. The notes I made, I like... Um, well, the thing about solitaire is you can be as unhappy as you want and still be playing solitaire. Right, yeah, that's true. Your mood does not affect how solitaire plays. Very true. So I guess I thought more of kind of what I would term the maintenance stage of anxiety, Mm -hmm. where one is just trying to, for me, for moments of, unfortunately, anxiety isn't really moments Mm -hmm. for me. Sometimes anxiety can be days and weeks and months, you know? Right. It's the, what I described as slow paralyzing anxiety. Yeah. So that's where I mostly apply my games. And for those, I'm looking for something 
that offers great immersion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, escapism is more, most important, but yeah. Right. If I can get lost in a big game world, I find like I find that'll really help. Yeah. You're like, I've forgotten to eat lunch because I wanted to make it to this new area. Especially, and getting to your point, something with a good power fantasy. That's true. Especially when you feel very powerless. Yeah. You know? Resident yeah. Evil 4, buy a couple uh, rocket launchers. If you want to feel powerful for one boss fight. <laughs> yeah. And then the almighty and not much talked about anymore fun factor. Mm-hmm. I think that matters. And I think that really matters more than uh, current video game reviews make out. Right. And fun is not objective. So this is not something that you can quantify as this one game is fun for all. Well, unless we're talking about Spelunky. Okay. In which case, that's just objectively the most fun. Okay. Is that good for your anxiety? Spelunky is very good for my anxiety. Okay. I like dying over and over again. Roguelikes are the perfect ang- I love knowing game. what doesn't come next. Yes. Okay. What what real games are we talking about here? So, I mean, there's panic attack games that I recommend, like card games, free cell, solitaire. That's maybe great. A, maybe a yeah. pick cross game. I think puzzle games would go really well with that. Mm-hmm. I think a Tetris or a Luminez. Mm-hmm. I would definitely be up for those games when I was really, really stressed. Yeah, what about like Patapon or something? Something with almost a trance-like quality. Yeah. Those... Dr. Mario. Oh my goodness. Well, that's true. And you're popping pills at the same time. Exactly. You get all your uh, bases covered. So yeah, trance-like and you're in full control of what's happening on the screen. Yeah. Okay, so I jotted down three games that have helped me. What are some games that have helped you? I was thinking of games that like you said, are immersive and escapist. Okay. So games where I'm like, okay, I woke up this morning and I have 14 hours until I can sleep again. Maybe. If I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. So what can I do with eight of those 14 hours? Right. Um, And what I want to do is have on the back of my mind burning, I want to go back to this game. A game that is pulling me in. Like Mm -hmm. reeling in a fish. So ones that work for me are builder games. So Dragon Quest Builders, Terraria, those are the ones that really make me want to come back immediately. Okay. And that's also going again with your idea of a sense of progress and progression because you're Mm -hmm. building something and every time you come back, you've added a little something to it. Yeah, exactly. My games are a little out on a limb. I said for number one, I said uh, Persona 4 Golden. Mm -hmm. This was just a game that really helped me out of a very dark time. Mm Mm-hmm. It's very story-driven. It's a JRPG. The Persona games are interesting because they're sort of a game in two parts. You have the one section where it's kind of a high school life sim, and you're going to classes. You even have to take tests. Mm-hmm. You're going to classes every day, and you're, you're working a lot on time management. You are building relationships with other students that are part of your party. And at night, you go and dungeon crawl. It's just an old-school, turn-based dungeon crawler. Turn-based? Good. Yeah, it's good. It's turn-based. It doesn't take too much effort or thought. But you do get drawn into the world. You get drawn into the story. The story in the Persona games is very deep, very detailed. And you really you have to pick a partner, mm-hmm. a romantic partner for the game. And that's always tricky, except in Persona 4, where the best girl is clearly Yuki. <laughs> Would you say that the companionship in the game is an important quality? I think that's a good point. I think, you know, 
at a time when you're maybe not reaching out to friends, when you're kind of sheltering yourself, it's kind of nice to feel you have these silly digital friends. Yeah. Well, for like, you're an extrovert. Steph is an introvert. Mm -hmm. So, like, I have to pay something to reach out to my friends, essentially. Right. Uh, So when I'm super anxious, I'm like, I will play it low. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Mm. But uh, for you, I'm surprised to hear that maybe you would do that, too. I think I did. I think I really formed these strong bonds with these digital people. I mean, I think a lot of people did, because this is historically a game that people spend 60, 80, 100 hours on. Right. And for me, Persona 4 Golden was the perfect opportunity to do it. That was the one that came out on the Vita. Mm -hmm. It was originally a PlayStation 2 game, Mm -hmm. but it was re-released on the Vita. And having a portable JRPG is just chef's kiss that's very good well i have to say so i've never played the persona games mostly because i'm afraid of the commitment it's a huge commitment 90 hours it took me for persona right but like you were pushed into it through anxiety or what pushed you to it Susie, our cousin Susie. oh okay Susie just harassed you into it she just talked about how great the games were it was highly recommended i had just bought this vita at the end of its life cycle Mm -hmm. and i was looking at all the games that were recommended and persona 4 was the top of the Vita library. Mm-hmm. Man, I loved that Vita. So I enjoyed that. I got to sit on the couch and I could put on a TV show in the background. And it was funny. I would often just pause the TV show because Persona would get too engrossing. Oh, okay. That's fun, though. Yeah, but I liked that quite a bit. Okay, what's game number two? Number two for me is, well, sort of a series. At another point when I was just not feeling so great, I got really wrapped up in the Dark Souls bloodborne series disagree cancel i understand it's a (laughs) it's a terrible game to recommend for people with anxiety it's an incredible terrifying sweat fest of i am weak (laughs) yes it's just boss fights yeah there's no power fantasy here no you have no power here is this leaning into the weakness i guess so i just got so drawn into the world i think what it was it was immersion the dark souls series does an amazing job of world building you don't read, though. You don't know any of the Dark I have Souls no idea story. what's going on in Dark Souls. No, that's true. I know more about it, and I haven't played it. But the atmosphere. Okay. So I got drawn into the atmosphere. This dark and, and really oppressive and murderous atmosphere really, right. really made you quelled the anxiety. Well, for me, Bloodborne also ticked a lot of boxes for mm-hmm. my other interests. It had a Lovecraftian sort of setting in a Victorian horror gothic I'm going to need more explanation of how this is helpful to anxiety. (laughs) Well, so for me, for those that are unused to the Soulsborne series, the Soulsborne series is sort of, I've always defined them as what Castlevania would have become if Castlevania had ever been able to successfully translate to 3D. It's just very hard action RPG. You are leveling up your character, but you're doing it very slowly because, here's the catch, Every time you die out in the world, you drop all of your experience points that you haven't spent back at base. And you start back at that bonfire. There are great consequences to death. Right. But I think it's hearkening back to an older day of gaming when there were harsh consequences for dying. I mean, the Castlevania games, you know, if you died before you got to that save point, welcome back to the last save point. Uh, so is the nostalgia cool? like relaxing for you or oh no there's nothing relaxing about these games these games probably if anything made me feel more anxious yeah 
but I really wanted to talk about them. He said. Yeah, I guess I guess for three games that have helped me, I guess I should have put Dark Souls under three games that I played well anxious. Maybe okay. not. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not three games that I should have played well. This anxious. is personal experience, not a recommendation. All right. Well, three is a heavy recommendation. It's Stardew Valley. Yeah, I think everybody could agree that that is one that you're like feeling bad. Go to the valley. Yeah, this is a good. Tell us what Stardew Valley is, Steph. Stardew Valley is a farming action adventure sim with many different pathways that you can take, basically. You can take all of them. You can take one of them. Uh, You can farm. You can explore dungeons. You can make friends. You can read storylines of your friends. If you die, are you reset to square one and have to work your way back up again? No, you wake up in the hospital and they're like, I'll take like a hundred bucks or something. Sounds terrible. Yeah, and no, the vaguely like socialism, to be honest. Yeah, basically, it's just this horrible dystopia where uh, it's post-apocalyptic and everybody farms to survive. Right. Yeah. No, it's not that. It's really friendly and bright colors, and it has uh, a great soundtrack. A wonderful soundtrack, a wonderful color palette, uh, just a beautiful aesthetic, a 16-bit aesthetic. Mm-hmm. That works so well. It just harkens back to the original Harvest Moon. I would call it simple but deep. Right. That's a great description. Um, And it has a co-op mode. Yeah, it's single player or they have added co-op. You can co-op up to four people, live on your farm and farm for you. And you get to choose how much to pay them. Come on, people. Choose 50. That's 50-50. That's the way to go. And then the other two are slaves. (laughs) You can play up to four people. I just said this. All right, so I'm one for three. Stardew Valley was a definitely a good recommendation. 100%, yeah. yeah. And I think that would actually fit into both categories. I think Stardew Valley would be good for maintenance of anxiety, and I think it would also be good if you're just trying to get through a panic attack. Yeah, you're like, I'm just going to farm all day. Because, I mean, just, a day in the game is what, like 15 minutes about? Right. 12, 15 minutes? Just about enough time to take your mind off a panic attack and come yeah. back to... You're just like, I'm going to feed the pigs, pick up the truffles. Hmm. Farm the corn. You have any other games to add to games that helped you with anxiety? Well, I guess I was noticing uh, the games that help me with anxiety are games that actually take control away from me in a certain way. Hmm. Um, Like games where I'm not even necessarily control. Games where I'm not even in control of a player character almost. Where like like it's a fixed rail or something or um, click... Point-and-click adventure. Okay. Things like that. Those make me feel more at ease. The only downside for me for those is that then you don't have as much... When you don't have as much player engagement, it's easy to get distracted from them, especially if you're really anxious. That's true, but for me, it's forming of the puzzles and the areas in my mind. Hmm. Those, like, take up the RAM space in my brain, which is where the anxiety lingers. Hmm. So having... To keep things on my mind. So for solitaire, I'm keeping the numbers in my mind. For a point-and-click adventure, I'm keeping the items and where they could be used on my mind. So for me, that's specifically what is most helpful. But also, everybody needs to learn what's most helpful for them. But Stardew Valley also is a great one because I think it gives people a glimpse of what a life could be. Right. Well, it's that pastoral setting and just... Peaceful niceness. Yeah. You move away from the big city. You grow a farm. It's the easy life. 
You take down a evil conglomerate. You don't have to, but it's it's the right choice. You know what's funny is in the time that Stardew Valley has been out, the evil corporation, Jojo or whatnot. Joja. Joja, yeah. Has, in my mind, transformed from who they're lampooning. At first, when I first played the game, you know, 10 years ago or so, I thought that they were clearly lampooning uh, Walmart. Mm-hmm. And this time around, I thought, well, this is clearly Amazon. Yeah, there's <laughs> always a giant. Each generation will have a new enemy that they're thinking of as its Stardew Valley. Faceless capitalism. Right. So yeah, that I think that would be pretty much a good recommendation for anyone. Right, and I think it facing... deserves its own its own. Uh, yeah, episode, I'm sure we'll do really our own episode because it has more than just anxiety busting properties. Well, you could fill a whole episode with tips that you've given to me over the years when I've called and said, "Steph, what do you do with the walnuts? <laughs> you talk to the birds. They'll give you a walnut." <laughs> now, how about what games to avoid for anxiety? Oh, I'm sorry. Are we boring you? Yes, I'm very tired. Yeah. It's time for Starbucks. Feeling actually. anxious, are you? Uh, yeah. So Fill you with caffeine, then. Games that I would tell you to stay away from are online PvP games. I find that those are just an immediate boost to my adrenaline. Right. Competitive games, player versus player. Yeah, they're never helpful. No, especially never not felt... with that chat channel open. No, the chat is the worst, and just... People online can really be the worst. Right. For this question, I jotted down the same thing. I had said MOBAs, online shooters, slash competitive in general. I mean, an MMO might be fine, but like, I play, like, we play a lot of Dead by Daylight these days, and that is the opposite of relaxing. We can't play it, like, too close to bedtime. Right. I find that highly stressful. But that's also a murder simulator, so. It is, but it's enjoyable. Not saying it's not fun. All right, so sweaty games, and and then for me, for the for the longest anxiety period I had in my life, I did have to pretty much give these games up. I remember I had to stop playing Dota at the time. That was mm. a big part of my life. Dota two, that is. Yeah, Chris loved some Dota. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, and uh, I never got back into it after that. But I just had a couple times when I mean, especially that game in particular. I mean, when a match is forty five minutes to an hour. There's four other people in your team that are depending on you. Mm-hmm. I remember just having a straight up panic attack going into a match. Oh, I'm like oh god, I'm gonna let these people down. These people on the internet that I don't even know, but they'll flame me later. Right. And then a game that I play right now that I love with my cousin Alex, Rocket League. Really enjoy that game. Really don't recommend that if you're feeling very anxious. Mm-hmm. It just these games, you know, they activate your sympathetic nervous system. You're turning on your fight or flight response. You know, you're just pushing that anxiety up. I would say Fortnite is another one of these games. Right. Any competitive online shooter. Right. Where other people are actively gunning for you. Mm -hmm. You're like, I must protect myself. And then even games that aren't video games. I found that hearts or playing hearts at a competitive table or playing uh, Magic the Gathering even. Really? There's a build-up and there's an anticipation. And a lot of that is what makes the games pleasurable. Mm-hmm. You know, but when you are when you're feel like your system's out of whack and you feel like your, your anxiety is higher, for me, that's just not something I can take at that level. Yeah, it's unpleasant. You're like, I've done myself a disservice by playing this game. And that's not to say that, I mean, yeah, as we said, it's a spectrum. And 
I think the only person that can really judge what their body can take is that person. Exactly. But some things just aren't good for you all the time. Right. Whether you enjoy them or not. All things in moderation, especially moderation, right? Exactly. But uh, I think we're pretty good at that as a family. We've learned over many years uh, what we... What's good for us and what's not. Right. Yeah. And whether we want to do those anyway, that's allowed because we're adults. Yeah. I think the only thing we've never learned to take in moderation is anxiety. We always take the whole thing all at once. That's what Xanax is for. That's right. All right. Well, I like this. I like these games for anxiety. I liked your idea stuff. Those are good. Yeah. I mean, I always have a solitaire like on the front screen of my phone. Yeah. I'm just like, if I need it, it's there. Right. As an aside, I'd just tell our listeners that, you know, there are a lot of unexpected quarters from which help can come. Video games can be one. Friends, family certainly are always a great resource to have. And I just hope that anybody who needs help, don't be afraid to ask. It's the human condition to want to help each other. Right. So asking for help isn't a weakness or a bad thing. Right. I don't it's think good. Other people like being asked to help. I don't think anybody's ever looked down on anybody for asking for help when they needed it. No. So, in the meantime, play yeah. better, feel better. If you yeah. want to find out more about our podcast, you can visit us at gametherapy.life or we have a Twitter at gametherapylife. Smooth jazz. Do 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 do.